What's good? We have to, you know, hit the restart button. Connection started bugging a little bit, but you know, we back, baby. It's your boy, Jonathan Keaton in the cut. Greatest co-host to ever co-host podcast. Michael Wood couldn't be here, but guess what? We got Penn State commit Braden Shrewsbury in the crib. What's good, boy? Appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Hey, no problem. No problem. We was talking about your school schedule and like basketball on top of that. So like, let's, let's go back into, let's dive back into that conversation. So with basketball and school and like just such a hectic schedule that you have, like, how are you able to really like manage your time? And like, at what times does it really get like, stressful to the point you're like holy like i can't i can't do this anymore i mean i only think it ever gets stressful for me because like i love basketball and i love working out and watching the game and everything like that so like i'm always being the gym and you know being around basketball but i mean really just trying to balance school and and basketball just like not messing around in school just trying to get my work done and stuff because i know like I'm not gonna have a lot of time to do homework. So. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I feel you. Taking advantage of your time when you have the time to do it, because like I know a lot of hoopers that do be like, oh yeah, I just wait till later. But like after you get done with like working out and practice, you're like, shit, I'm tired. Like I'm gonna take me a nap. And then you remember you got homework on the side too. You was like, oh damn, like. Now I got to do this algebra work for Miss Harper's class, and I don't even feel like doing it. So then you just catching, you just playing catch up at that point. Yeah, for real. So, how did basketball come into your life, my guy? I mean, I don't even remember like the first time I picked up the ball, but I usually just say like, I started playing basketball as soon as I came out the womb. Cause, like that's how long I've been around the game. My dad's been a coach since I was born, so like it's always been a like big part of my life. And uh, yeah, ever since then, it's always been around the game. Nah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that 100%. Because yeah. just being around it for such a since coming out the womb. You're just going to grow into just playing it. And you're not going to really think about, okay, I picked up this basketball. Exactly. Like, you're not going to really think about all the, the, like, the moments of, all right, I picked up a basketball, like, this, that, and the third. Because, like, it's normal to you at that point. Yeah. That's like nature, pretty much. Exactly. So, can you explain a moment where you said to yourself, basketball is going to be my future job. I'm going to play in the NBA one day. When did that statement come out of your mouth? Uh, I mean, probably just like when my dad was with the Celtics and just like being around those guys and watching all the practices, the shoot arounds and stuff, like just thinking to myself, like, yeah, I really want to do this with my life. Like, I got to start taking this seriously because – like nothing against like nine to five workers, but I'm just that's just not for me. Like I can't sit in the office. I really want to hoop and then just uh like we would shoot and stuff before the games. 
So that that was crazy, just being able to shoot on the court before the games, like getting to know the players. Like I was like, yeah, this that's what I want to do with my life. Yeah, and you big Celtics guy too. So yeah, it must have been fucking crazy, like just talking yeah. to like the Jalen Browns of the times or the Marcus Smarts of the time. Like, did you really get to chop it up with them to the point where there was like spilling some beans about some relationships? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were around them a bunch, like been around a lot of good players like Isaiah Thomas he was really mm-hmm. cool and I knew like all their sons and stuff too so Isaiah you know Terry Rozier Kyrie like Jason Tatum all those dudes so yeah it was crazy out of all their sons that hoop which one are you taking in a 1v1 easily like it's there's no comp whatsoever like they're not good like I, I, w- I wouldn't say they're not good but like to the point where your skills overshadows their skills. Uh, I don't know to be honest, because a lot of the players had like younger sons. Some of the, the other coaches' sons, though. I could talk about that. Uh, Brad Stevens, his son's like one of my best friends. But yeah, I, I'll take him pretty easily. You <laughs> <laughs> tell him I said that too if he watches this interview. That's my guy. Dude, you gotta gotta give the shout out because like the guy ain't specific. Shout you gotta out, shout out Brady Stevens. Brady, Brady. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I don't I don't know if Brady's gonna like this, but the Celtics they're kind of shopping around KD right now. I hope that they don't trade away for all that. But what what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I still don't even know if it's real. I see a lot of stuff on the internet, so I mean. I don't know. I like what they have right now. I feel like they got better in the offseason with Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari. So I don't really think they need to do like a blockbuster trade right now. I feel like if they just run it back, I feel like we can win the championship this year. Nah, yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you because in the I thought they were going to win the NBA Finals off that game one. Coming back the way they did with Jalen Brown, Al Horford. And then Derek White doing his thing, too. And then it's just like after that, it's just it changed everything. But that was such a solid, such a great team offensively and defensively. They just got to work on being consistent. Yeah. I mean, they had a good season. The or second half of the season, I guess. Yeah. But like after that, I thought they were the best team in the league. And then just had a couple bad games and the finals got tired. So. Yeah, because they were playing a lot of gritty defensive teams like Milwaukee and Miami, so that's going to wear you down. Yeah. Especially going to – they went to – I think they went to seven. What? Yeah, they went to seven with Miami and seven with Milwaukee, so that's 14 games mm-hmm. against a team that great – or those teams that gritty of defense yeah. too. Good team. You got to worry about Giannis, Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, it's going to wear you down for sure. So, did you ever, I got to ask, it just came into my mind too, were you at a point where you were just chopping it up with Kyrie and Kyrie went into the spiel about why you left Cleveland? Like, were you on, like, that relationship level of, like, like, We can't hear you. We can't hear you. I said, no, nah, I wasn't I was cool with him like that. I, I ain't asking about Cleveland. Damn. 
Like, how cool were you with, like, all the players? Like, if you could rate it from, like, the Brady Stevens, so, like, best friend level, to, like, all right, we chop it up, to, like, okay, we just saying what's up, and then that's about it. I mean, it was really just, like, saying what's up, because I was young, too, so, like, I was in, like, middle school. So, I mean, like, I knew all of them, maybe, like, like, I was, like, those are my boys, and I Nah, yeah, I feel you 100%. 100%. That'd be cold, though, if, yeah, like, yeah. they came across the line and Kyrie's like, yo, this is why I left Cleveland, Brandon. Yeah, nah. Nah, I ain't asking about that. Nah. And plus, you're in your own world, too, like, super young. You're just so yeah. shell-shocked of, like, whoa, like, this is the NBA? Yeah. And then it must have been really cool, on top of that, to not only have – someone in your family be alongside, like, the Boston Celtics, but your dad, like, that must have, like, how did you feel, like, going through that process with your pops? What you mean, like, when he was with the Celtics? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just really cool seeing how they, like, got better each year because they came in really with, like, a bad team in, like, 2014 and then ended up going to three conference finals in a row, so that was just cool being able to go to a bunch of the games see all the great players they had what's the wildest Celtics game you've ever been to uh I think it was in like 2018 we were down like we were down 25 or 26 to the Rockets we came all the way back in the and then in the fourth and James Harden, or Marcus Smart drew, like, two charges in a row to end the game on James Harden. And it was just crazy, man. We came back down 30 and then ended the game like that. Like, that was that was crazy. And then just all the games in 2018 versus LeBron, those are – watching LeBron was crazy. He was on a different level. And then Tatum dunking over LeBron, too, yeah. in, that, in that conference finals? Yeah, that was – I did not expect that either. I thought he was just going to lay it up and, like, bump him, try to finish it out. But, wow. I, after he dunked Damn. that, I was like, going to the finals. That's what I thought. That's still cra- It's still crazy to, like, think that LeBron, like, came back and beat the Celtics the way that he did, too. Yeah. I feel you. I feel I feel the pain. I feel the pain. Now, I got I also got to ask this about the Celtics because that environment is crazy. Absolutely crazy. The fans just bring the energy all the time and they're saying a bunch of wild, ruthless things to just throw the players off guard and a lot of people have mentioned that. You've been to a lot of Celtics games, so I know you heard a lot of stuff that made you go like, whoa. So what's what's the worst thing that you heard a Celtics fan say that made you go like, whoa, that's foul, my guy. You need to pipe down. I ain't going to lie. I don't really remember, remember, like, the details, but there used to be this dude that sat in front of us. Mm-hmm. Maybe this old, older dude, like, he was, like, a stereotypical, like, Boston, whatever. Boston old head dude. Every game, dude would just heckle, heckle the other team because we were like kind of close to the court. So he would just, just be talking the whole game to them. And it wasn't even like to LeBron. It would be to like 
like Rodney Hood or somebody just like random <laughs> talking crazy to him. And it was every game too, like Wednesday night, whatever. Yeah, every game sat right behind him. Oh wow! So he he was he was a whole comedian pulling pulling up at 7 p.m. on Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Mondays, just heckling yeah. heckling their ass. Yeah. Oh heck, you know. <laughs> and then he, like, he brought his daughter with him too, like toward the end. Like he was, it's like he was passing the torch to her. She was doing the same stuff. I was just about to say, was she like, yeah. was she like saying even more ruthless things than? Mr. Heckler on one at the comedy club? I don't even remember, but I mean, probably. She learned from her dad, so probably. Yeah. True. I, I love the atmosphere, though. I, I love the atmosphere. Yeah. So, not a lot of people, because I was watching your highlights yesterday from the Indiana Elite, and one thing you do really, really good, well, two things you do really, really good, is shoot the lights out of the ball from the perimeter and your ability to drive. So not a lot of people like to drive to the rim because, like, we live in a different era of basketball. So, like I just said, you're a really good driver. So what's that extra motivation, that extra drive that makes you get to the rim every time down the court? Uh, I mean, I will not say all that about my game. <laughs> but, I mean – really just playing off my shot because like a lot of teams are going to try to take away my three so it's just like you, you hit somebody with like a little hezier shot fake like you can get down, downhill pretty easily and then just like getting paint touches you can do a lot from inside you know kick it out finish shoot a floater like there's a lot of stuff you can do nah yeah you was doing that the way he was making it seem like oh, on those highlights yeah. I mean you gotta give yourself a, a, some more credit from from what I was seeing. I mean, sheesh, <laughs> sheesh. I was about to. Um, I forgot what I was. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, do you remember, or not? Do you remember who? And this could have been from travel. This could have been from playing in high school. Whatever. Who was your first real test that you had to go up against as a player? Uh, probably just like my freshman year of high school. We played this. Uh, or We were from West Lafayette, so like an hour away from Indy. We played this played the school in Indy that was pretty good they had like two or three D1 dudes on the team and I was just like this little freshman that got put in the game and like that was that was like real competition I never played like that before and then I think I had like nine but like back then like that was like that was a lot for me I was really just a shooter back then so just coming in at on the road hitting a couple threes like that was that was big no, yeah, for sure, especially at the level that you were at, too, a freshman playing against not one but two freakishly deep, like Division One athletes and not and you're able to go down and perform, that's going to do a lot for not just them but in the future. Yeah. 
definitely getting more experiences playing versus good players. Exactly. And then when you, like, during your development, because you're still developing now, but, like, during your development, was there a time where you're, like, I'm him? And then you went up against a, a top-tier player and you absolutely crucified. I mean, cooked that man. Mm. I don't even know, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I feel like I play better when we play, like, better competition and, like, higher-ranked players. I feel like that's when I have, like, my, my better games. I don't know why, but that's kind of just how it is. I can't hear you. I forgot I had my mic muted. Yeah, I can hear you now. No, so, like, a lot of players, when they have those moments, it's like, with... You're, you playing travel and then you playing like high school on top of that. You're going to have those moments a lot to where it's kind of hard to pinpoint just one because once you face one, then you face another and then you face another and so on and so forth. And then it just gets you, it gets you so much better too. Cause then you're like, all right, if I'm able to drop 25 on a top five defender in the state, then I, I can do it in AAU. And then you do it in AAU. Colleges are like, well, this Braden kid can ball. Just like how you balled when you dropped 46 points, your high school record. And I know people don't be looking at the records. I know, I know, I know. But walk, walk through me about the emotions that you felt after the game. And then I think you went 7 for 16, too, from the three-point line. Yeah, that definitely took a lot of shots. Uh, I mean, I was really, I was just happy we got the win, honestly, because we, I think we started off the year 0 and 2. And that was our third game, so we lost two early. Then we went at uh, it was at Crawfordsville my sophomore year, and we had two of our starters had COVID, so they were they didn't even play. So I was like, yeah, we just gotta find any way to win. Get yeah, uh, like the game of my life. Wasn't missing, and just came out with a win. Yeah, yeah, you took it. You took it personally. You you took it personally, and I love it. I I, I love it because he was like, nah, like I'm a team. We gonna get it through. I know we don't got our starters, but we gonna find a way. And y'all found a way. I had to find a way. Exactly. Did you guys end up winning like state that year or? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. 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 Did you guys like come close to? Did you guys come close to state that year? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not even gonna lie about that. Yeah. We lost in the first. We lost in the first round of sections, but I mean, we lost to a good team. It's not like we lost to some moms, but like, yeah, we we didn't have the best year. Damn. Well, going into your senior year, you already committed, so you got the hard part out the way. But the recruiting part is one of the hardest things. And you had Xavier, you had George Washington, you had uh, St. Joseph, and then you had Penn State recruiting you. So 
how was the recruiting process with each team and what was different about each and every recruiting process? Mm. I mean, I feel like I was different than a lot of other players because I don't think teams, a lot of teams besides Penn State really recruited me that hard because they knew, like, we're going to have to beat out, like, the school that he's at every day working out at and his dad coaches at. Like, it's going to be hard. So I feel like a lot of teams, like, didn't recruit me that hard or didn't recruit me at all. So, I mean, I don't really blame him. I kind of knew I was going to Penn State the whole time. So it was a pretty easy decision for me. That's why I committed it so early because I knew, like, there's no point of, if I know where I'm going, there's no point of uh, just pushing it back. Yeah, and then you moved to, to State College, and now you're even closer to Penn State. So it's like I'm just giving you guys the signs now that I'm going to, I'm going to Penn State. Yeah, pretty much. Is it cool? Like, obviously, it's cool to have your dad as the head coach of Penn State in a very, very tough Big Ten conference for basketball. But how how does, like, like, do you guys have, like, your own little workouts? Do you guys, like, watch film together? Like, how does that go? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's at, like, all my games, so he tells me stuff like if I can do better and just like pointers throughout the game, watch film sometimes. And, you know, he, he used to work me out like a bunch and I just picked up all that stuff. So now when he's more busy and stuff, I can work, work myself out and work my little brother out with. So I'm really my own trainer. Let me find out. Let me find out you, you a little trainer on the side and a little rapper on the side. I'm going to bring out the one little quote that you had on Instagram that made me think to myself, you got you got some music taste. I'm gonna need you to send me some music because I'm looking for some new music. So what did you say about my Instagram? I said I said you got some captions that I was looking at that made me that's making me think you got some music taste, Mr. Shrewsbury. A little bit, a little bit. Now what what, what music you be listening to? Now, I'm I'm gonna need you to give me your top five artists you have on repeat right now. Right now. Right now. Uh, I mean, Rod Wave and Young Boy just both dropped. Those are the two albums I'm listening to the most right now. Those are probably one A, one B for me right now. Okay. I don't, I can't choose which one's better yet. And then Little Baby up there, Little Dirk. Uh, I don't really know who else. Probably like Gunna. I mean, he he locked up, but. Uh, yeah, free, free my man, Gunna. Yeah, G Herb, no, G Herb, probably top five for me. Oh, yeah, I love Herb. Love me some Herb. Because, like, did you listen, you listen to 25, his, uh, like, his recent album? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you listen to the song Loyalty? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Loyalty got some, that man was just speaking yeah, on that. He was spinning, yeah. Yeah. That and then uh, there's another song that I gotta look for, but I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on when my fr- when my homie, one of my good homies, when he put me on, I started clowning him. I was like, this dude is ass. This like, why are you making me listen to this? But when you actually listen to him, I was like, hold on, like that shit fire. Nah, not Gerbo. 
I'm going to need you to listen to these two artists. Stan Will and Baby Tron. I know Baby Tron. Everybody know Baby Tron. So what's, the, what's that one? Stan Will? Stan Will. Listen to the first song you should listen to right off the bat is one of his best songs. It's called Dior Christ. And then, and then let me know. Let me know, cause I, I got some. I got some heaters after that. Stan, Stan Will. Stan Will. All right. The, only Stan Will and Tron. Do not. That they got a whole group called the the Shitty Boys. Don't don't listen to the third one. Toondy Toondy is terrible. He's he's a disgrace to music. All right, I'm gonna check him out though. Nah, I bet. I'm glad to hear that. So, you, you was making it rain from the three-point line when you was dropping 46 points. So, how many threes do you shoot a day, and why do you shoot that many threes a day? I don't really have a number, but just whenever I finish my workout, I always shoot on a gun, just repping them out, like, you know what? No matter if I had a good game or a bad game, just keep getting my shots and being consistent. Because I know, like, I'm going to have bad games where I shoot one for 10 or whatever, two for two for 25, like my coach like my coach says. But uh, just trying to limit those bad games and just staying in the gym no matter, like, what happened on the court. Nah, yeah, because a lot of people get discouraged from those bad games and be like, man, like, they really get into your head. But then if, once you just keep on hitting the gym and then just keep on putting up those shots, like you said, then you, you'll you be like, all right, I'm going to just I'm gonna just shoot the ball. And if it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, then I'm going to just keep on improving, keep on improving, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then going off of that, for the Big Ten, I know you got Purdue circled. Because you played in you played in West Lafayette, that's not too far from Purdue, and I know you're an Indiana boy, so that game is definitely circled. But there's got to be another game circled on that big time. It, it can't just be just Purdue. It just can't. I mean, Purdue and Indiana definitely gonna be crazy because, like, growing up watching those teams, and just like going to a lot of games at Mackey, Mackey Moore, and then Assembly Hall a couple times. Seeing that atmosphere, knowing a bunch of people that go to Purdue and Indiana, it's definitely going to be fun. And then another game I have circled. Uh, I don't know. I'm just excited to get there and play in some of those Big Ten atmospheres. Like, I've been watching the Big Ten since, like, 2010. So I know every Big Ten arena name. I know what all the gyms look like. I know how every team plays. Like, I'm just excited to get out there. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see you be able to ball next year because that's going to be crazy. And Penn State was looking nice, too. For They got a couple big wins. I think one against Michigan State last year. And then um, they, beat, they beat a couple other, like, a really good Big Ten teams. And I was like, they got the they got the talent, and then your dad's a pretty good coach too, because like you can see how they're just keep on developing, keep on getting better over over the span of time. Yeah, yeah, they were solid last year. I think I think we're gonna surprise a lot of people this year. 
I don't think anyone really expects us to be that good, but I mean, I've been at practice. I've seen the team, so. Ooh. I'm off the brag a lot of people. Okay. Right. Okay. What's the? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just said I'm confident. Okay. Yeah. We love the confidence. We love the confidence. But we also, Mr. Big Ten Phenomenon, I'm going to need to hear, and you can't say Penn State, because I know you're going to say Penn State. So I'm taking Penn State out of the equation. What's the nicest gym, nicest Big Ten gym that you have hooped in, and why does it stand out to you the most? The nicest gym? Like, it's heaven. Mm, probably Purdue. Mackie just, it's, it's crazy. What, what makes it crazy? What makes it crazy? I mean, just like, not really like when I played there, but like, just like all the fans, like they sell out every game, no matter if it's like Indiana State or Garnet Word, like they're selling out the games. And the fans are loud. Got like 5,000 students in there just right behind the baskets. That was crazy. I mean, we played at Rutgers this year, and I went to that game, and that was that might be one of my favorite gyms too. I mean, not not like for the visitor, but like it got real loud in there. The gym like felt small when you're in there, but like students real loud, like you couldn't even hear yourself think. That was crazy. That sounds like St. John's gym. I don't know if you've been in St. John's gym, yeah. but like there, but I've, I've seen pictures and stuff. Yeah, because, like, it looks like a high school gym, and yeah. then when you actually go in there and, like, hear everything, it's, like, it sounds like a really humongous arena, but, like, it's just such a small gym. I think those small gyms are really underrated because the noise is so compacted that makes it even louder that you can't even, you can't even think what the score is. Yeah. So, going... Or hitting a thousand career points, I gotta congratulate you on that. You know, that a lot of a lot of people can't really get to that point, and that's cool and all. But having your grandpa's birthday, having your birthday, and having all your family in Indiana attending, I know you you obviously felt happy. But walk me through the deeper, walk me through the deeper path of those happy emotions that you shared with your family on that special day? I mean, it was really just like a crazy week that whole week. Cause like February is like a big birthday week for me. My grandpa's birthday is the first when I hit a thousand points. My sister's birthday is the fourth and my cousins are the fourth too. And then I, uh, mine's the seventh. So just that whole week. And then I think like, Maybe like the week before, I think we beat Iowa. My dad said we beat Iowa, which is like a big win, too. So that was just, just a big week. And then my grandparents being in town, like they they live in Indiana, so they're not out here. Like they're only out here every once in a while. And for them to be here when I hit a thousand definitely meant a lot. For sure, for sure. It's just yeah. it will always stick with you because yep. all your family was there to cherish that moment with you. So going to a school, a Big Ten school is one thing. Playing in a Big Ten conference is another thing. But here's the cherry on top. Going to a school where the sports program 
has a black head coach in football and basketball, the only school, only FBS school to do that, and your dad being a basketball coach, how dope is that being like, or how dope is that knowing that you're a part of history? It means a lot, and I feel like, I hope there's a lot more, a lot more teams that follow after that, like seeing the success we're going to have, basketball and football. Just having my dad be the coach too, like, and there's only one, there's only one school that has a black head coach in basketball and football, so that's just that really means a lot. Yeah, and then I'm I'm a real big person on diversity too. I think it's going to open the bridges of diversity at Penn State and hopefully even more Big Ten schools, and then outside of that, every school in the FBS and in America. Because you want people that don't have the opportunity like the other person to succeed, especially in color, because since the start of time, they haven't been able to get those opportunities as other people have been able to get those opportunities. So it's dope to see shit like that. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to think, think as a youngin. You never think that you would get coached by your parents. In your case, it happened. It happened. So what has the connection been like on and off the court with you and your father? Uh, I mean, I've never been coached by him before, so definitely uh, excited for that to happen. And then. Like, I've always been around, like, his team and his team and just, like, watching him coach and stuff. So, being able to find another, like, be coached by him is going to be pretty special. Nah, yeah. Especially you haven't been coached by him before. So, there's probably a lot of stuff he's got up, up his sleeve to get you and the whole team better. And then on top of that, just the whole process of going through that is just so cool because – then you get to relish those moments with your dad on and off the court and then watch film and then watch his coaching style from a different perspective than just, like, his son. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. So what's the process been like, like having your dad part of the recruiting process, recruiting you to go to Penn State? Uh, I mean, he he didn't recruit me. Like that much, it was more the assistant coach, uh, Adam Fisher. He did a good job selling me, like, on the program and wanting me to come here, not just because my dad's a coach, but, like, because I actually want to go to the school. And uh, my dad really tried to stay out there recruitment and let me make my own decision. But, you know, ultimately, I uh, decided to go to Penn State. But Coach Fisher did a, did a good job. Shout out, Coach Fisher. Ooh, shout out, Coach Fish, Coach Fish, the man, the myth, the legend. What What are you majoring in? I don't know, man. Undecided. Yeah, yeah. You still, still got a whole year to think about it, too. Yeah. Nah, the reason I ask, because, like, you sound like you got everything in line. So I was like, Brayden probably, probably, you know, messing around with this major a little bit. Nah, I ain't even thought about that yet. 
I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. I know you have thought about the atmosphere playing in Mackey Arena when you put on that Penn State Uni and you're like, man, we about to play Purdue. How excited are you for that Purdue matchup and that Indiana matchup? I'm excited. I mean, that's all I can say. I'm just excited. Still got a little time before that, but just like watching a lot of games, I think it's going to be special to actually get on the court and play because I feel like I've watched so many games like on TV and on the bench and whatever, behind the bench. It's going to be crazy to actually be on the court. And then out of all the games, right, that you've seen the big time play, what game was like you walked away from the TV after the game was over and you're like, this is the best big time game I've ever seen? I mean, I was watching this game on YouTube the other day. It was like Indiana or Michigan at Indiana in like 2011. I was just up at like like 2 a.m. just looking through YouTube and I just came up on that game and just watched it for like two hours. And that was like a really good game. It was, I think Michigan was ranked number one and Indiana was number three. There was like a bunch of future NBA players in that game. And it was just like a really good game and, and good atmosphere. That's probably one of my favorite that I watched. Now, yeah, a really good Indiana game that I've watched this year was when Purdue came in for, or when Purdue came in, came into Assembly Hall and played Indiana. I forgot what rank Indiana was, but Jackson Hall was in foul trouble. Or yeah, I think that Jackson Hall. Yeah, or is it Jackson Hayes or Jackson Hall? I don't know why I said Jackson Hall. Jackson I feel like Davis. It's Jackson Davis, there you go. I don't know why I said Jackson Hall. Um, Jackson Davis was in foul trouble that game. And then the the bench, the backup guard, I can't even think of his name, but he stepped up in a big Rob Fennessy balled out that game. And I'm pretty sure he had a crucial three from the corner to like really solidify the game. Yeah, that was hard to watch. I'm still a still a big Purdue fan. That was <laughs> And they haven't lost. They didn't lose to them for, like, five years before that. So, I was like, come on, man. That was a hard game to watch. Yeah, it was kind of like the – because I have a friend that's, like, a big Purdue friend. And he couldn't talk about when Purdue played Rutgers. And I think Ron Harper Jr., like, gained it from half court. Yeah, they had a bunch of games like that this year. Like, all their losses were off buzzer beaters. Indiana – Michigan State, Rutgers, like they had a bunch. Nah, yeah, the, they're gonna come back strong though. They're gonna, they're gonna be good. They got a good, they got a really good head coach, and I think they picked up like a real, like a couple of really good recruits too. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to see for them. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm cheering for them except when they, when they come here and play Penn State. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta cheer for Penn State. The Penn Penn State is part of the, the it's in your blood now. So crown heavy, but it's worth the wait. You need to tell me what artist you heard that from, so I can bump this artist once I'm done with this. I don't even know to be honest. 
I'll probably, I'm not gonna lie. I probably saw that on TikTok and just, uh, <laughs> and just like, put it in my notes. I see a bunch of captions in my notes, just like when I so when I want to post, I just I'm gonna think about a caption. I just choose one of those. But I mean, I feel like that caption fit me pretty well. I liked it. It was hard. So. Yeah, I was about to say that. It was hard. I'm proud of that post. Nah, I, I, I was I was just going through, and at first I was like, it's either you listen to Drake or you listen to someone with the lyrical stand, the like the lyrical platform of like Drake. I was just I was just oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Braden Shrewsbury, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming on to the podcast, man. Come on. Thank you for having me on, man. Finally got on. After pushing it back like months, you know, finally got on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You gotta, you gotta shout out your people, man. So I'm gonna give you time to to shout out your people. Hey, just shout out my family. That's all I gotta say, man. Shout out Penn State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to bring some Penn State guys onto the podcast too. Be like, man, you gotta hop on. So that that. Well, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting platforms. Follow and YouTube too at fourteen ninety seven podcast. Follow the podcast at fourteen ninety seven sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. It's your boy Jonathan Keaton, the best to ever do it. I'm out of here. Brayden Shrewsbury, the man, the myth, the Penn State commit himself. He's gotta go. He's gotta go start school. Don't be hitting my boy up. He got he got school in basketball. Get off his line. We out of here. Hi yeah. All right.